Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Briar. Briar is a friend of mine from the internet. I've known them, Twitter known them for quite some time. They came on to tell their story about uh, their first experiences with Demon Souls, uh, their crazy jobs. We get into some love advice in the middle of this, so prepare for that. Uh, and all in all, it's, it's a very good episode. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let you get to it, so please enjoy. Uh, so I actually had no uh, pre-established history with the brand or loyalty. I came right in at Demon Souls. Um, it was the only game I owned for the longest time because uh, I worked in a chocolate factory. So I had no social life. And uh, Wait, I have no so money. many questions with this. Just those two, like Demon Souls, is the only game that I own because I worked at a chocolate factory. I have, I have many questions. <laughs> so yeah, I worked uh, six a.m. to six a uh, six p.m. and uh, uh, so I I had to sleep when everyone was like uh, you know being alive. <laughs> sure, and uh, it it paid minimum wage, which even in New York is like really was really slate at the time. It's still kind of still very much is. Um, and, uh, so I, I had enough for like a 20 inch TV that was, uh, that was like on sale. It's way out of date. Um, uh, and a PS three. So I got demon souls and was like, this, this, this is it. <laughs> for the longest time <laughs> what made you pick up demon souls like out of everything that was available for the ps3 in 2009 uh what, what was it that called you to demons it's kind of weird because like uh my brother and i started having like uh very divergent taste in video games and he goes i would never play this game but this looks this looks like your shit uh so i started watching trailers and i'm like watching people die and i'm like man this is depressing why would you think that and he goes third person action just give it a try <laughs> sure so, yeah yeah i think i was already late to that party too it was it wasn't exactly full price mm-hmm. but uh uh it was getting actually relatively close to dark souls's release um uh, i maybe got it before the announcement and by the time dark souls came out for the ps3 i had beaten it seven times so (laughs) wow (laughs) so obviously you clicked with it pretty quick yeah that um it's just weird because it felt uh it definitely gives like the illusion of choice um with character builds and things like that Mm -hmm. um even even builds that didn't feel efficient or jive with me i was always just like coming back for more like "Eh, maybe this spear will be worth it if i build for it (laughs) was the was the multiple replays because you were curious about that stuff or was it more like this is the only ps3 game i have so i'm going to keep playing it obviously there was a obviously you enjoyed the game enough to keep doing it but uh so a little of column a a little column b like uh master when i was younger mastery was way more important to me <laughs> um probably out of necessity but and when you say uh, mastery you mean um like when i think of mastery i think of like 100 percenting a game or 
you know, finishing Zelda with all all of the heart containers. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what, what was your goal in mastery and and Demon Souls? Um, I was mostly like the Demon Souls person in my like local f- friend group. Like, um, even if I didn't one hundred percent the game with every character or every playthrough. Uh, if someone like asked me a question, I used to I used to have this encyclopedia uh, knowledge, and it's been so many years that's just gone, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> but uh, maybe you could be uh, the first feel- person to explain uh, character and world tendency to, to all of our listeners. No one's been able to do it so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's um, it, it's so cumbersome. It, it, I remember like uh, I have these vague memories of like doing weird ways of like suiciding in certain places and things like that oh, yeah. just to try and make the world darker and <laughs> um yeah it was just i can't explain it which is the funniest <laughs> i don't i don't even think the people who programmed that uh have a full comprehension of what they've done <laughs> it's um it's it's one of the more unusual mechanical systems out there just because it's so inscrutable and it's it's one of the most fun to think about i think like i think when people talk about demon souls they, they they talk about those kind of inscrutable systems like even more so than dark souls or any other game that came after it demon souls still feels like a mystery like kind of wrapped in an onion somehow <laughs> it was um for the for the longest time it's was like this unapologetically gamey ass video game um and but it also wore its like themes and its design so well so anything that kind of uh, disconnected or didn't jive with being completely upfront with the player was just really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you played Demon Souls seven times. Do you think, or at least seven times? I'm sure you maybe you've returned to it <laughs> since. But uh, do you do you, like leaving that? Did did you get that sense of mastery? Like, would you think did you leave that game and go, I know everything about that game and I'm done with it? <laughs> Uh, for, for a while, yeah, pe- uh, people used to be like, oh, I'm having trouble with this. Oh, yeah, you just got to get, you know, a couple of the, these things down. Maybe try a different weapon. Does this fit with you? Okay, just hand me the controller. Hand me. Okay, I got <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and what happened? Uh, what happened when Dark Souls came out? Did you did you immediately kind of rush to that game as well? Or were you still like, oh, that's a that's. That's a relatively expensive game. I don't make a lot of money. I'm just going to keep playing Dark Souls. I'm just going to keep playing Demons. So uh, Dark Souls 1 was actually um, an even bigger financial burden because I had just, like, um, the college I went to, their registration starts very early. I mean, uh, their actual classes start very early September. And um, I had gotten so sick and tired of working at the chocolate factory. I got off shift at 6 a.m., waited in the parking lot at college, uh, at the college I went to, and uh, registered for classes when everyone showed up in two hours. (laughs) So I I had uh, no revenue stream because I just quit my job and became a student sure. immediately. <laughs> and uh, I remember turning in soda cans uh, to get to get uh, Dark Souls 1. <laughs> and I I did not have the parish moment. You, you, you know, uh, everyone always talks about, oh, I spent seven hours in the parish. I pe- spent ten hours. I blitzed all the way up until uh, 
the very end of the cathedral, you know, killing the moth, everything like that. Oh, wow. And then I was <laughs> just, just maybe within like four or five hours. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, what do I do? Cause catacombs is way too intimidating. And, uh, I'm really tired of this ghost shit. I also, I never truly understood I could run from everything. So de- when I played Demon Souls, I did every in- combat encounter every time. Um, I didn't understand, you know, oh, that guy's just not worth my time. <laughs> it's funny. I was listening to um, another podcast and uh, there was a person there that's been playing Bloodborne for the first time. And they were saying uh, that the moment that they realized you could just run past somebody <laughs> opened up the game to them. They were like, wait, I don't have to sit here and like get slapped around by this dude. <laughs> I could just run by. <laughs> um, I think that's a real funny moment. And also it's one that has uh, kind of broken souls for me in a little bit. Uh, I, I, this is mostly for Dark Souls 3. I, uh, it, it, my first run of that game was like running past a lot of enemies. Uh, it was my own fault for playing a mage, which I thought would be viable, which it wasn't, which that's shame on me. <laughs> Dark Souls three, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I just ran past everything. I speed run tactic everything. And yeah, I, I just, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not like casting any kind of shame on that or anything, but it just, it doesn't, I think when you get to the end of the game, like for me, I, I was like, Oh, I didn't really do anything. I just kind of ran by and picked stuff up. Like that wasn't, that wasn't, probably the way that i should have played that game yeah and i i know people like uh lobos the patient elemental junior um <laughs> gary's word uh, gary butterfield's words <laughs> um but uh that that can beat it in like soul level one and everything but i i really respect their ability to make level ups and things like that matter because um it may not seem like it but it's such a cumulative thing um especially in bloodborne like if if you start a new character after dropping from level 100 you realize you have like 200 more defense <laughs> uh just just by virtue of being level 100 you're so much tankier <laughs> yeah it's so uh, uh so, so level 1 on on dark souls 1 is it's really interesting to me like have you have you ever tried any of those challenge runs even with demons like did you anything oh no no it just uh uh, I'll, I'll I'll wuss out from that. <laughs> yeah, I've got limited time. There's so many good games to play, and like I I really love Dark Souls, but um, I I I don't want to stress my relationship with it <laughs> because one of the reasons is my my initial playthrough. Um, once I started like putting feelers out into Blight Town and uh, the catacombs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started bouncing off the game. Uh, my my workload in college was was getting much harder. Um, like I'm I'm learning to alloy steel and have like ten hours worth of homework <laughs> every night. Uh, where wh- where be the Dark Souls time? Where be? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I, I'd go through like the these loops where like I I wouldn't be able to play for days at a time, and then most of my playtime was like. Uh, getting my feet back underneath me um, because the fundamentals just weren't clicking at that time in my life. <laughs> sure. Uh, I can totally understand that. I got to say, like, working at a chocolate factory and learning how to alloy steel are some of the more interesting occupations I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> they may not, well, they may the not best part great, is, but they, they sound like they're at least interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I do nothing related to that now that I'm educated and employed <laughs> with like a living wage. <laughs> what do you? Uh, but uh, as you know, I'm, I'm curious. Dark or demons? Like we can talk about either one. I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. I wanted to talk about demons some more, but um, I, obviously it was the only game that you had. But there was kind of something that pulled you through. Was, was do you think it was just the environment, the storytelling, or the the the, the, the 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 you know down to the moment combat mechanics, or uh, like what do you think it was that grabbed you about these games? Um, I really liked that it was kind of unapologetically a. Uh, uh, relay race um it felt very digestible in that way explain relay race for me so finding finding your various checkpoints and bonfires and shortcuts and things like that um just really you know oh this dragon bridge it's murdering me but i bet you if i get to the other end i will find something that will make either make my life easier or checkpoint me so i don't have to do this or I will just get good enough at it that I will never have to worry about <laughs> the skill stealing <laughs> again. <laughs> like uh, the the way challenge is presented, uh, Shrine of Storms is a huge popular talking point because it's just like, oh look, there's there's a skeleton. Oh crap, he's a Beyblade, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Uh, it doesn't take much to actually get past the first part of Stri- uh, Shrine of Storms. Like your your knowledge and skill condenses that level so well, um, especially because like the best enemy to grind off of uh, for early levels is after the first leg of that journey. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, those skeletons are, are are fun to get souls from. They're some of my favorite skeletons in the in the Souls games as well. There, there's even like a reaper that you could just shoot and your uh, with arrows and your net gain is like a thousand for every 20 you sp- uh, spend or something it was the the disparity was very good <laughs> and demon souls almost feels like um quaint in the amount of souls that you need for things like uh it just it, with with the exception of repairing your armor like you, you don't like you don't get a lot of souls like everything is really really valuable when you get it oh yeah definitely that's uh one of the reasons why I felt like I was building building something all the time is uh um you know how people talk about like the warframe feeling like I know uh uh king of all cats the best da- uh, one of the best dads uh Jake Lionheart um whenever he builds a warframe he's like on Twitter like <laughs> all these pictures he has fashion shows i love jake so goddamn much but like it, it, it's a big deal because it, it takes a lot of time and doing and uh i i, I guess like demon souls had a lot of that for me just um like were you playing doing the dress-up thing like doing the fashion souls thing or was it more in the the character build stats perspective a uh, little column bay a little column b um, I hadn't fully adopted. I enjoy the big fuck off sword, so I, I experimented with different weapons and like um, found various niches. Like, okay, this is my all-purpose weapon. This is what I'm gonna gonna poke the giant blob and hope it doesn't eat my face off with. Um, so I want mana regen on this, just so I can you know maybe poke from farther away. <laughs> Was the uh, online aspect of Demon Souls still active? Like, were you summoning people or getting invaded at all? 
Um, so I don't really play co-op. It's like it's a bad habit that I got adopt adopted from the initial get gooders. Um, something something that like they themselves they're like this game is so easy. I just summon help for it, and I'm like, well. I don't like you and you're mean, so I'm not going to play the game your way. <laughs> and that this, this was way before like dark souls haters and you know, like, well, don't give up skeleton community. Holy cow. I'm scrolling through your list of buddies and yeah, they're all really nice people. The ones I recognize. <laughs> if you're on the uh, server that, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of extremely nice people on the, on there that hang out and, but a bunch of guests. I don't know that I've ever talked about the Discord server on the podcast, but yeah, like it's a public thing. Like go to the web, go to don'tgiveupskeleton.com, dot com, go to the FAQ page. There's a there's a link to join the Discord. You can jump in there with a bunch of previous guests or future guests or people that just like to hang out or just my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my favorite bartender at my favorite Vietnamese restaurant hangs out in there for some reason. <laughs> like she's great. That is so, awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, like definitely go go check that out and, and join up. And we've got channels for all of the Souls talk, and you know we we always have a good time. So yeah. So lar- that was totally off topic. Were... I apologize. <laughs> oh no 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 problem. Um, yeah, that, that's totally one of the reasons I got back into the series after my entire education uh, hiatus. Because, like, um, Dark Souls 2 and 3 both came out while I was going to school and uh, getting actual employment. And people just, uh, uh, you know, I I kept hearing, get gooders, get good, get good, get good. Um, Here's how I exploit things. And I started adopting this very, like, fold my arms, like, Dark Souls is just for jackasses who want (laughs) to, who want to not only beat the video game they want to beat the programmer like like <laughs> i had just a shitty attitude <laughs> and uh uh then i started started listening to watch out from fire for fireballs from uh a my brother my brother and me at like this is the six degrees of separation i remember and, i was listening to bim bam back when that happened and i was like what the fuck cole how did cole get on here what is this <laughs> <laughs> what is this <laughs> so if so that was right doesn't justin say like because uh they they sent him something and justin was like oh this is a fucking podcast what is this or some shit like that. it was really funny <laughs> oh man it was so long ago now because i i've been a duck feed fan for like five years now like um also i came to Mabim bam late so i was actually listening to their back catalog like the fact that i found duck feed and found subsequently this community and everything was just such a stroke of luck <laughs> but i'm sorry you were saying but, you were you were listening to watch out for fireballs and uh that eventually led me to bonfire side chat where i was like well i'm never gonna play these games but there was some value i'll let these guys play it for me and um uh by the time i caught up to bloodborne when bloodborne was actually coming out um case uh my wife casey saw the aesthetic of it and she's like this is a day one for you this is goth as hell go for it (laughs) (laughs) did you have a ps4 at that point like were you playing games oh yeah i um uh so i got that just before casey and i got married which is uh that was my last semester in college which i can't believe was already like four years five years ago now (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, we got married like right out of college, and uh, yeah, we we played Bloodborne together. Mostly her her getting me over the Dark Soulsiness, and then like Bonfire Side Chat picked it up, and I started listening to that. I was like, oh. Oh, the pieces are clicking now. <laughs> <laughs> How was the uh, adjustment there? Like, obviously, you were used to that 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 kind of slower paced combat, um, a little bit more of a high fantasy setting. What was there an adjustment into Bloodborne with the different setting and combat? That was actually a huge boon for me because uh, moving from like that slower pace. Um, I always got invaded by turtles when I played Demon Souls. And uh but you know, I was just like, okay, they said no shield. Okay, we're we're good for this, you know. <laughs> um so that that immediately alleviated one of my frustrations uh with with Demon Souls. And uh the like I said, the aesthetic carried me through. And when I went to Odin Chapel and saw that big old purple vortex it just immediately set off alarm whistles like <laughs> hey right why is there a guy who's as tall as a building walking something more is going on <laughs> and then uh casey completely forgot about it as we played through the game and we got into the forest and i fell into the area with all the little gray alien guys and she's like flipping out <laughs> and I've got the threaded cane just going, Oh my God, they're so squishy. Stay away. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that immediately started like, Oh man, I, I was, I was a huge nerd back in high school. It, when I saw those gray aliens, it reminded me of a book I read. It was a live action role play makeup for the call of cthulhu campaign setting awesome that sounds really <laughs> rad <laughs> and, and it was like this weird high school memory like uh i i fell into that pit full of those aliens and it just like the gears started churning like you could almost hear the dust come off them as they start grinding back up like <laughs> there's something here <laughs> that's really funny. Um, that's really good yeah I, I told you my brother and I's game taste like they they vastly started to diverge um when when we were much younger and I actually got him to play through all of Bloodborne based on the Cthulhu ishness. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm curious. You you mentioned that you your wife Casey was was watching you play during all of this. Um I know for me personally when my wife watches me play video games it's a much different experience because it's you know, she's having reactions that I I wouldn't normally have, or she's seeing things or asking questions that I wouldn't normally ask. So it, it kind of enhances that experience for me. Was that? Would you guys plan to do that stuff together, or was it more like I'm playing the game and she's going to drift in and out? And like, did, was it? Did it become a thing to do together? I guess. Um, there there was a little bit of that. I mostly started. Um, our our schedules are kind of disparate. So I used used to take the time when I'd get off work, I'd start practicing an area, start uh, putting out feelers and things like that to try and make it as entertaining as possible for her. Nice, uh, because I, I I'm a tryhard when it comes to when it comes to Casey. Like, uh, uh, I always try to impress her. So, <laughs> so you're, you're trying to show out for your wife, is what I'm hearing. 
oh hell yeah <laughs> like uh we we used to play smash bros for fun at the college all the time uh because we just had like it was like a permanent fixture so easy to set up and um uh, you know i i'd sometimes i'd be second you know sometimes i'd i'd eke out first place but i i, I had all the techniques and things like that casey walks in the room uh, eight out of nine kills first place every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to pick my best character. I'm going to use every dirty trick in the book. I'm going to capitalize on every, like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was just, so, I'm just such a try hard for her. <laughs> so. That's really great. That's good. That's, that's a good relationship though. Like trying to be good at video games to impress your wife. It's, it's very nice. It's just a very sweet thing to do. <laughs> well, it, it was really funny because, uh, this is off topic, but before we got together, um, I, I played games with another girl and I was like, so PS4 is coming out. Want to get a pizza? Because you know that was the main move back in college. Is I could afford pizza, you know, <laughs> rolling deep. <laughs> and Casey's like one table over playing pool, and I had no idea she had a crush on me. And she's like, "I play video games too." <laughs> That's really want to get a pizza is a really good like college level like pickup line. Like that's probably the best you can do too at co- in college, right? Like let's go get this pizza <laughs> yeah come on we'll, we'll we'll enjoy this and you know who knows i might just you know wink at you just right and then a whole romance comes from that you know <laughs> <laughs> i i was bad at romance in college everybody is bad uh, at romance in college i think that's the <laughs> yeah the 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 greatest tip i could offer anyone and maybe this helps your uh, your listeners out is uh find someone who likes you back like that doesn't make you earn them liking you because because that's like oh my god i've been married for five years now you know you know i i we got married quick quick marriages don't usually last even this long um and it's probably been one of the most fulfilling relationships in my life. So find someone who likes you. <laughs> that's, that's like, it sounds so basic, but no, no, I, it, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm doing, uh, May will be 15 years for me in autumn. And, uh, like, it's so important to learn how to be super good friends with your, with your partner and everything. Like if you can't figure out how to be friends with them, you're never going to be able to figure out how to be partners with them on a long-term basis. And yeah, like not making people earn stuff is one of the one of the big steps of that. And and this has been a hep episode of Don't Give Up Heartbeat City. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm your host, Cozy well, yeah. J. <laughs> Cozy J. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that it, it's important. I like playing. I like playing games with my partner, even though um, Autumn doesn't really uh, play a lot of video games. The stuff that she's into, she gets really into. Right now, it's Katamari. So like she. She like 100%ed Katamari on Switch and then demanded that I find her more Katamari. So like I bought a physical game in 2019, which is really weird for the PS3 so she could play more Katamari. Um, <laughs> but even when she's not, when even when she's just kind of passively watching me play stuff, uh, it was always fun hearing her ask questions about lore and like, who's Gwen? And I'm like, well, 
sit down for a little while. <laughs> this is going to take a bit. <laughs> or in Bloodborne, like, why are you killing everything? And it was like, because some dude gave me some weird blood and told me I had to. I, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't figured all that out yet. Am I the baddie? No, they're the baddies. <laughs> Does Casey get, get into the, the lore aspect and stuff with you? Like, do you guys have those conversations? Uh, every once in a while. She actually, I think she responded the best to uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls 1 was pretty great because she did the who's Gwyn question. And then, I mean, Gwynevere. I mean, Gwendolyn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oops, all the wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that was actually really nice because we start we like started listening to like Vaddy videos together and stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, just kind of eso, you know, all that esoteric lore is really fun to consume with a partner. Yeah, I like consuming it more than I like trying to figure it out. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Well, tell me, did you ever get around to playing Dark Souls 2 and 3? Yeah, actually. So when I uh, made my way through Bloodborne, I bought Dark Souls 2 immediately and then bounced off hard. (laughs) Um, Which is funny because now I've got like, I love all, all my children equally for different reasons. (laughs) um but i got into dark souls 3 when i had my brother-in-law as kind of a sherpa because he picked it up and he went um well joe i don't know if you're listening to this but your degree of like obsessive mastery is beautiful and terrifying (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah he sherpaed me through the first couple of levels and um uh i actually had a pretty solid experience with that uh, I think I'm. I took a break. I'm at the library now. I've beat almost beaten Dark Souls two in the meantime. I've okay. I've got like two or three bosses left in Dark Souls three. Are you, um, are you savoring that, or you just <clears throat> can't make yourself play it, or what, what's what's the holdup? It's a little hard because I think I like Dark Souls one better now, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I like Bloodborne better now, um, mostly because of. Uh, kind of you can see the design philosophy change is uh i was watching allison stream a little bit and she walks into the last giant's boss room in the second game and hits him twice and she's chunked him for eight for 20 percent of his health and i'm going okay is this like a challenge run or something because i just got so used to dark souls 3 and bloodboard training in gravity where you just have to score hit after hit after hit yeah, where it feels, like, it feels like you're just—it just slivers of HP, like a toothpick width of HP falling off an extremely large health bar. Casey actually found a meme that she like comes running in the room, and uh, it uh, it just says uh, when you find out that Dark Souls boss has an, another stage, it just says you've got a lot of nerve still being alive. And I'm like that exactly that. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It's it's a rough one, man. Like I'm not not gonna lie. Like uh, there's there were times in Dark Souls three, I think I've said this many times on the podcast. But like thinking about, um, oh, I've already forgot the name of the dragon. Wow, it's been a while since I've done this podcast. Everybody, like I haven't thought about Souls in a while <laughs> outside of the Immortal <laughs> and Chained. Uh, the dragon in the DLC, like just hitting that dude once and like just being so dejected because I was like, I don't want to do this for the next like twenty minutes. Like this is not this is not fun to me. Um, there's a there's a friend of the show and a friend of mine who uh, 
has takes a strong stance on like Dark Souls would be better without bosses. And I'm I'm not sure that I could roll all the way to that. Like I I like a lot of boss encounters, uh, but when it comes to Dark Souls three, like I almost see it. Like if there wasn't this boss here, I would probably have more fun with this game. Yeah. Um. So I haven't touched Ring City at all. But um, oh, well, spoilers! There's a dragon in it, and he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will say I I appreciate the value some of that adds because I've watched like videos of people triumphing over that, and like the feeling that gives them plus like the feeling I get when cheering for them. It's, it's so good. I love seeing people do finally overcome that stuff, but uh, I just don't have the, the glut uh, for that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't have that kind of patience and time. huh? Yeah. Like, like I'll, I'll do it once. uh, And you know, I probably won't come back to it. I think my hard stopping point was, uh, so I had just done most of the library um and i'd just done most of the painted worlds dlc and sister freed i'm like okay well i'm having trouble with her time to look up strategies and people are like oh summon help use this item to make sure your health help is at full health if you want an npc do this and i'm like nah i want to beat her myself like <laughs> like i i try i tried to do everything once by myself and she's just like a major punisher of that um, and I, I feel, I think I'm an adequate level for her, but man, she'll one shot you in that third phase. And I'm just like, well, guess I'll practice the first and second phase again. <laughs> yeah. It's that, that's a rough fight. Um, I, I, that's kind of like the, that was the point with dark souls where I was like, okay guys, come on. This, this isn't fun anymore. Like you're, you're just making me like, you're making this into more of a job than it is a video game. And I, and it's weird because there's, you know, Dark Souls has always been advertised as like the super hard, difficult game. And it's it's really not. It's just that it was very punishing for mistakes and you wouldn't have to learn from those mistakes. And so when you, you know, quadruple a boss HP bar, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like now you're just now, now I've already got the lesson and now you're just trying to like bash me over the head with it. Like I get it. Like it's like a, you know what it is? It's like instead of teaching a kid not to smoke, it's making them smoke the entire carton. It's like, okay. Yeah. This, I mean, like maybe you did that in the sixties, but like, this is really bad. You don't, you should not do this to kids. Uh, and that's, and that's how it feels a lot of times when I go up against Madeer. Madeer is the dragon's name. So yeah, I knew I would get there eventually everybody. <laughs> I'm hoping the, uh, the Sekiro is kind of a recalibration for them. Um, because like the, there's a lot I enjoy in Dark Souls three. I don't think I'll, I'll come down as hard on it as a lot of people, but that sustained perfection, man, it just, it can kill you when you've got a job to go to in the morning and, uh, you, you know, it's, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're like, man, I bet you just five more runs. I could fit, I could finish this boss, but I really <laughs> got to like, I got to live my life. <laughs> um, and it's weird because like, uh, you could see Bloodborne taking that path as well, like with, especially with the like you know half health cursed chalices bosses and things like that. And like I did all of those, like I, I spent hours on the couch, you know, training to to, to defeat Watchdog to, to the point where I could probably do it. I'm not gonna say I'm asleep or blindfolded because that's ridiculous, but like I, I'm pretty, I'm reasonably confident I could do it in the first couple of times if I had to do it again right now. And I, I remember really enjoying that. And like after that, I was. I kind of didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore. So it almost like it broke me at that point. So I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird how many times I've come back to bloodborne uh, over dark souls three. Cause in the interim I've beaten bloodborne twice now. Um, 
And so, so I've new game plus it up to three with one character, which I know is not that super MLG pro, but, um, you, you know, like it, it takes time and effort and uh, I'm pretty proud of beating it twice and, uh, with, um, starting new characters. They're both at the very end of the game, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what makes it so much more palatable with Bloodborne. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's just the combat or something. I don't, I don't know either. Uh, or maybe it's just like the environment, like the 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 design of that game, like the aesthetic of that game, kind of maybe lends itself better to that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. That's that's it's it's weird. Where are you at with Dark Souls two? Tell, tell me about your feelings on Dark Souls two. Um, I have a lot of love for Dark Souls two because it's just it is goddamn sprawling. <laughs> like, um, I I. Uh, like I said, I bounced off that hard when I first tried to play it, and um, then I started listening to BFC again just uh, just before they announced that they were coming back. And uh, I'm sitting there going, like, how many more episodes of this do I have? Like, <laughs> and uh, just like, there's so much magic in that game. Game, like. I almost feel like it's kind of esoteric, like, you know, stand at a 90 degree angle here and use this emote, then switch to another emote and then quickly teleport to another area and something special will happen. Like, uh, like that's not a real scenario, but it almost feels like, like something crazy like that can happen. Yeah. Um, I never expected to be like jumping into giants, dreams and memories by where I am with this character. Um, my main character is dual wheel uh, is power stancing guts's sword from berserk. Oh, that's that's a fun move set. Like so you're just bashing like these huge slabs of metal on top of dude's heads. It's really satisfying. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love the big fuck off swords. Like it's so good. Um I I will say like uh I, I think a lot of the, especially the slower Dark Souls uh, experiences lend themselves to the bigger the weapon, the better. Just because all you got to do is get a piece and it's more worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I got the remaster for Dark Souls, I uh, got a Black Knight Halberd and used that literally the entire game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, when I started doing different builds for that, like, of faith pyro all that stuff um i i had like okay what is this build's version of the big fuck off weapon that i can hold uh in my back pocket in case i need it <laughs> so i i'm sitting there like dual wielding on my dex character and then j- pull out a giant scythe when i need to kill a swath of guys in one hit. <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> man i'm now you're kind of making me want to pick up dark souls too and, and power stance some giant fuck off swords i haven't done that in a long time <laughs> Oh, it's so good, especially with uh, Vengril's armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're just kind of bulky, so you can make enough mistakes for it to count. Um, but you could also just grab a piece of guys and just spam until your stamina goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Are you close to finishing it? Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, just collecting the last of the giant memories. I like just started doing that maybe a month or two ago. Uh, started playing Dark Souls two. On top of keeping up with modern releases and stuff like that, so are you, um, um, are you playing uh, or have you played any of the quote unquote souls likes that are that are out and about right nowadays? Like your your Hollow Knights, your Immortals Unchained, your any of those that have been appealing to you lately? 
so I'm almost done with Immortal. I uh, took a break when I got Dark Souls for the Switch, and Dark Souls, like, with my new player knowledge and the way I engage with games, like, it just really clicked with me this time. I've beaten, I've beaten it with every character I've made, and I've made five different characters. Uh, all on the Switch? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> like, like, so b- between October and now is, what, January, and I haven't played it in December? So, yeah, in, like, two or three months, I've just burned through that game i think it took me a week to beat it with my with my black knight halberd character um and i was on call that week so i didn't (laughs) it was a it was a rough one (laughs) but uh yeah to contextualize like when i start losing time for my job i uh work with like some hefty chemicals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like regulations and uh like safety things so so when i start losing time to work i i lose time to work (laughs) (laughs) i'm a uh glorified hazmat person essentially (laughs) yikes yeah that sounds dangerous and possibly fun depending on what kind of chemicals there are (laughs) (laughs) a little bit yeah like uh uh, a a good week you know i just monitor systems and like make sure they're all okay to go and then i uh uh, catch up on paperwork a bad week i'm in like full suit sweating so much that like my knuckles hurt so much i can't even play play a game at the end of the day <laughs> like <laughs> um well tell me what your thoughts are on immortal i uh i'm in the like i'm in the kind of a grand moment with immortal unchained i just finished it for the second time i'm getting really stoked uh at the time we're recording this like tomorrow there's another episode of bonfires i chat on it which i've been really enjoying and i'm i'm like in i'm in i'm in immortal heaven right now (laughs) so uh tell me your thoughts on it so i haven't defeated any of the three um like deity level beasts yeah like the the queen of death and and the beast heart dude um but I, I've gotten pretty deep into all those areas. I kind of like how they weave together because, um, although it's very distracting because I started in um, going for the Queen of the Dead, and I think I'm in the city now because of all those portals that link together. <laughs> yep, that's real easy to do. <laughs> Wait, how am I in Firetown? This doesn't make any sense. I was yeah. just in Cold Mountain. Now I'm in Firetown. <laughs> I actually think I might restart it because they. I, I I was an early adopter of that, and uh, they they've patched it so many times since then. Um, I have to. I feel like I have to learn something new every time I pick up the game. So I've been in the same hallway for like the last three play sessions because I'm just experimenting <laughs> with stuff every time I pick up the game. Yeah, they they did a patch that rebalanced uh, weapon requirements, and when I loaded up my previous save that had beaten the game, but it was the New Game Plus patch. So I was like thinking about going into New Game Plus. Uh, I didn't have the stats to use the weapons that I was holding, but I could still hold them and use them. So it's like, okay, cool. This is fine. This seems okay. I just never will take them off anymore. You know, that, exactly. we're good. How, 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 how do you like it compared to the, the souls games? Like it's, it's, I feel like that game get, got a lot of uh, heat in the press for whatever reason. Like it got to trash in reviews, but it's, uh, it's very much, and I'm stealing this from CJ from Twin Humanities, but it feels very much like if From had not made like their huge library of games and just released Demon Souls, like this feels like their Demon Souls. Like I'm really curious how they're going to expand on this. Are you are you getting those kind of demons vibes as someone who's played Demon Souls a whole lot in their life? 
yeah, I, I get um I get a lot of the feeling of like, oh, I haven't been I've been here before, but it's been a long time. Um it definitely has that kind of soul. I wish it had some more polish because I, I bounce off things like uh uh when there's a boss arena that I didn't know he was a boss. I just thought he was a guy with a giant mortar. He's <laughs> uh like aggroed from a mile away. And hit me with a mortar. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta go heal. And when I went to the obelisk, the game would fully crash out. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, this this was, like, early on. I'm sure it's better by now. But, um, yeah, I didn't even know he was a boss until I killed him at range and then cleared the entire snowfield to get up to him. And his, his health bar appears and just immediately went... Boom, God. <laughs> and like, I watched the arena walls come up and then come down. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> I know exactly the, the boss you're talking about, too. Yeah, that's a. I, I just got right up in his face and killed him the first time, and it was, it was a whole lot of fun. I know some people uh, who are not as good at video games as me, Patty Stardust, uh, cheesed him. But, you know, I was able to do it by myself. So. <laughs> Well, that's I will awesome. say I'm, I'm um, the snipers the feel really good in that game, even before they uh, tweaked the the ranges to be more effective. Yeah, that was my second run that I just finished, and um, I just had the most fun. Like once you you mentioned one specific Lord boss, once you she drops a super good sniper rifle that carried me pretty much throughout the game from that point forward, and like literally one shotting enemies from miles away, and it was just so satisfying. It's uh, I'm glad I played it like up close shotguns the first time because I think that was a really fun experience. I still think it's a real fun experience, but boy, like point and click easy mode, immortal and change is a high level sniper rifles. Really <laughs> I I love uh, yeah, I, I pretty much was like extreme range or no range when I when I play that game, um, because I love the stagger animations and everything. It feels very responsive. Mm-hmm. Like this game. I, I would love to see it bake longer and have a little more polish, but the the developer seems to really be working on that, and they seem really talented. Um, but yeah, it's it's it evokes a feeling that is worth putting up with the bugs and the glitches and stuff like that. Like, and I don't say that lightly anymore because there's so many video games in the world now, <laughs> <laughs> and so many of them at worst are good. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, just even if even if it's just a good video game, which I feel like Immortal is, like it's there's still so much to play, and you can only have so many, you have only have a limited amount of time. So, yeah, I I see why some people went slow on that or or were a little sour, but I also like there's some inherent value to that game. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, keep in mind this is coming from someone who loves Neo, though. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay to let that. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I haven't. Uh, I actually, I, I streamed maybe the first hour or two of Neo, and I was using whatever weapon looked like a, I don't know, something you like twirl around. I don't, I don't remember what it was called. Some weird, you know, name. Uh, Tanfa, or I, it's one of the starting weapons. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but uh, I actually oh, really uh, the the sickle scythe. Sure, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, and I got to the first. Um, oh, what the hell do they call those? Like the first monster, dude. Um. 
I don't remember what the, the name. It wasn't a boss. It was just like a like you're gonna fight these monsters throughout the game. I'm trying to. They, they, oh, one of the onis. Yeah, yeah, generic, one of the onis, like ogre yeah. onis. Yeah. Um, and that was where the stream ended, and I literally have not picked it up since then. So. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but it was that time when, uh, like, I, I remember this very specifically. Like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo, and uh, Near Automata, like, all came out within the same week. And I, for whatever reason, bought all three of them. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be in video game heaven. And then immediately just played Nier Automata nonstop for like three weeks straight. So, Yeah, which I, I can completely understand. Um, my problem with Nier, I feel like my favorite parts of it happened so early in the game. <laughs> um, that, that, that theme park is like my, my high, high point for that entire game. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, it was metal as hell. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who's uh, like played these games for such a long time and has put so much, it sounds like you know not only uh, playing these kind of by yourself as it's the only video game is kind of an escape from a, a pretty dull job at the chocolate factory, but also you know experiencing them with your wife and and you know finding the podcast and communities around it. Like it's, it seems like you've kind of have a lot of. A, a lot of joy tied up in this to, to use the Marie Kondo slang that we're all using nowadays. Um, <laughs> how do you think that uh, playing these games has, has altered or changed you or has it changed you anyway, whether the way you approach games or approach, you know, internet communities or, you know, interactions in real life or like, do you, have they altered you in some way? Um, I, I'll definitely, definitely emotionally affecting. Um, there is like, the you know i think a lot of people have had the experience of it's a exercise in patience a lot of the time um but i i think this is the dumbest thing but it comes right to mind because i was just playing bloodborne last week and i'm playing uh Bari, who is my dex character and casey goes you 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 look a little like what's going on i'm like uh She's wearing a, t- you, you know, ber- you know, most of my my avatars are extension of me, and a, as a non-binary person, um, it, it allows me to express myself without fully transitioning and kind of explore identities and things. And she goes, she goes, "What's up?" And I go, "Well, this is the first game where I've ever wore a top hat and I look good. I can't do that in real life. I'll never be able to do that in real life." Uh-huh. I just look so goddamn cute. And she's like, you right. You right. <laughs> That's really I, 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 I came out really late in my life too. Casey and I had already been married for a year and I was like, I, I, I need to explore some things cause something's not right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. something's not clicking. And, uh, so, so yeah, also top tier wife guys. Cause like, you know, you know, anyone who can stick with you through um, just existing as a trans person is uh, really big, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let alone who can celebrate your identity as as well. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Yeah. So I, I love Dark Souls because, you know, like the sex change coffin and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, I, I always try to play through games as a character of each each body type now um just just to you know kind of express myself and build uh build different lores for different characters and things like that like <laughs> um uh it's just really fun and 
kind of effect in going through that, and like the sex change coffin in Dark Souls Two was hilarious to me because like I had my initial dual greatsword dude looks like a Spanish conquistador, especially with that dumb he- helmet you can get early <laughs> on in the game, yeah, and he's sure. got the big handlebar mustache. And the moment he turns into a lady, it is just kind of hilarious because she looks so much like slighter and delicate. And he looked maybe I'd put him in like his his thirties to forties somewhere, uh, like mid mid to mid. And she just like instantly aged to a billion. <laughs> she looks like she's seventy years old, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like man the sex change coffin weathered her <laughs> but, she, but she's then, been uh, through the shit now jesus yeah yeah <laughs> this wasn't easy but, but then when i play Bree, who who uh uh like i tried to be cute with and everything when i use the sex change coffin with her she comes out as this like um this beautiful like uh are you familiar with any like of the manga directed towards girls. I, I think they call it like shoujo where these statuesque, tall, beautiful boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Brie turns into like the most gorgeous boy you've ever seen. And it's, <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> That's really great. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I love little things like that. And, uh, you know, you know, dark souls is kind of funny because like, um, it wears itself kind of on its sleeve when it, it the opening menus like gender has no effect on your stats. Like it almost feels like the most polite way to, if you're looking for it, it says fuck off to kind of sexist people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially like one of the things that early on got me out of the community is I was on game facts, which now I recognize as what it is, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they were like, Oh yeah, this great sword looks great. And I'm like reading all these people's opinions on this great sword. And there's someone who goes and like, this is, this is a red flag statement just because of the language they use, but they're like, Oh yeah, this great sword looks great on my character, but it doesn't look good on female. Oh wow, yeah. And I was like, uh, like just immediately groaned, like shut the browser, like, oh man, oh. <laughs> uh. Well, Briar, thank you, so, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast this morning. I really appreciate you. It's especially relatively early on a Saturday morning, getting up and uh, kind of sharing your stories and sharing your thoughts and feelings. Uh, well, thank you so much. I'm sorry I have a tendency to go on tangents. That's like I tell people all the time. Like people don't listen to the show to to hear me talk; they listen to it to hear guests talk. So that's always a positive. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just we, going to say the pl- same thing over and over again. <laughs> We've all played these games by this point, so mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me when you can be uh, or tell everyone when you can be found on the internet. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, at thirteen Briars, I believe. Um, I don't have a whole lot to plug apart from. Uh, have you ever heard of a show called Everything to Guppy? A show where about every item, but <laughs> no. <laughs> This is the second podcast that, I've been, I've, that people have advertised that podcast on. <laughs> I don't even know if Gary's uh, asked for it yet. I just 
uh, know it came up in uh, MOTW. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I'll put a link to everything to Guppy in, in the podcast notes just for that. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you, you, you coming out with and, and, and sharing your story with us. This was really great. Thank you so much for having me. And one last little thing. Um, if you do follow me on Twitter, Casey and I are working on a BoJack Horseman podcast right now. So we're just doing kind of a rewatch and a deep dive on that because there's a lot of love we have for that series, that messy, sometimes funny, sometimes sad series. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's interested in that, just uh, follow follow uh, myself on Twitter and there'll be an announcement when it goes up. Cool. That's so, a show that I think you uh, like I watched the first episode of and I was like, this is too <laughs> emotional for me right now, despite being a cartoon <laughs> horse. Like I need to back off from this. and I just never, never went back to it. Yeah, I, I wish I had my own joke for it, but this person summed it up perfectly is, is uh, the horse sits in the room. He says, we enact the trauma our parents enact upon us on our own loved ones. And, and I'm just sitting there going, ha ha, funny horse show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be so, sure yeah, to, uh, to, to to pop me a link to the podcast when it starts coming out. Most definitely. And thank you for having me on. You know, if, if you ever... Uh, need help or, or want anything uh feel free to reach out to me um i know you guys are coming up on a certain character in supernatural that if you want someone to do a deep dive because they love timothy osmondus the actor um i will talk about how ha- hot he is with a beard uh just so you know but uh yeah there's a character coming up that i love so <laughs> okay I'll have to after after you, after you I do my outro, I'm going to ask you about that because I don't really I don't quite remember that actor name. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I'll I'll let you know in the uh, monster meet this. Yeah, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but <laughs> uh, but thank you again for for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's been a treat, and uh, it's truly special getting to talk to someone of your caliber, Jeremy. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at DontGiveUpSkeleton.com. That website has links to merchandise. If you want to buy a pillow or a skelly to put on your belly, you can absolutely do that nowadays. Uh, it also has links to the Patreon if you want to support the show directly. Thank you, everybody, for that's doing that. I uh, am working on a Patreon-exclusive project just, just for my support of skellies. So uh, watch the, the Twitter and watch and listen to this podcast for announcements soon, I'm hoping, at least. Um, and thank you everybody for listening that's the most important thing i very much appreciate that we'll be back next week with another great guest and until then remember don't give up skeleton all right yeah uh once again thank you so much for having me jimmy this was a delight to finally get to meet you because like i said i don't don't speak too often always is kind of there for me that means a lot.